Welcome to the See Me After Class podcast. I'm your host, John Graham, and you're listening to, to episode... What fucking episode are we on? Eight? Episode eight, okay? That's what you're listening to. Here we go. So, uh, I've been in a shitty fucking mood all week. I have a draft of Arby and the Chief episode seven done, but I'm not happy with it still. Like, what's there is shootable, but I just don't think the dialogue is quite sharp enough yet in all the areas. And so that's really been fucking with me, trying to get that right. Like, trying to get into the mindset to be able to do that right. Because not all weeks are great. And in order to, like, do that job well, you know, actually sit down and, you know, really dive into a script, you basically have to block out all of life around you. And however long your writing session is, like, that's how long you block out life for, and you essentially just become those characters in your script. That's the only way to get the most, like, natural-sounding, compelling dialogue. And I just haven't been able to do that lately. And so when I get like that, feeling like I can't fucking get a script done, I get really anxious and more depressed. So it's just this vicious fucking cycle where I just get more and more miserable. I'm miserable because I can't get anything done. And because I'm not getting anything done, it's making me more fucking miserable. And it's just that fucking thing back and forth. And so, you know, when I get like that, I like to, like, I have all this creative energy and it's not coming out in the script or anything else. So it's got to go somewhere. So I made this stupid fucking video the other day. It's this new little like mini series where I basically just take the cutscenes from Halo 5 and I do the voices over. And so I'm like Master Chief and you know his other guys, his his blue team members and because they're all wearing helmets, that's how you can kind of get away with that cuz you can't see any lips moving, so you can just say whatever the fuck you want, just put your mouth in front of a, a glass or a cup, you know, like you're doing a Bane voice. Oh yes. No one knew who I was till I put on the mask. And so I made that and put it out, and I think people thought it was pretty funny, but there's all these comments like, Oh, John must have been so high when he made this. What was John thinking? Like, it's not that fucking crazy. Can I just make a funny video? I thought it was funny. Is, why does this have to be, John goes off the rails because he made this fucking wacky video that's not Arby and the Chief. Can't you just enjoy a funny video when you fucking see it? Anyway, so not long after that, somebody fucking messages me on Twitter saying, Hey, have you seen this? Posts a link to a video that YouTube uploaded. And YouTube is starting this new program called YouTube Heroes. Which, I noticed, is strikingly similar to the fucking Tossers thing that I'm that I came up with for Season 6 of Arby and the Chief. This, like, bullshit game police that fucking gets built by Microsoft, and they basically just recruit whoever, just like regular gamers, people, idiots, and give them all these fucking moderator privileges and let them do whatever. Basically trying to get the user base to police itself. And that's exactly what fucking YouTube's doing now. There's so many fucking things I did in my show that were foreshadowing things to come. I mean, I might not have even known it, but it just shows that I had at least some fucking level of insight to kind of like jump ahead to that what if scenario. Like, what if that happened? 
And now here it is. That's fucking happening. YouTube heroes. Give me a fucking break. YouTube heroes. What is this? The fucking Power Rangers? Are people just going to be on YouTube and then, you know, they all have this some f goofy fucking watch? Then they press a button and they see fucking, what's his name, Zordon on the screen? Heroes! <laughs> we need you at YouTube headquarters now. We've got a problem. Anyway, I just think that's such a bad fucking idea. Too many people out there are fucking idiots. And their dream is to fucking go on a power trip, but they, you know, they usually can't for whatever reason, because they don't have any authority, or they didn't become a cop, or they didn't they do the things that, you know, that, that make you be able to become a cop. But, like, with this, YouTube heroes, you, you give some fucking schmuck out there, some little goofy fucking badge or some, you know, little bit of authority for you to exercise over people, they're gonna act like a fucking asshole. What kind of fucking cunt signs up for that shit? Oh, I'm a YouTube hero, didn't you know? Uh, actually, I'm a YouTube hero, you might not have known this. Fuck you, fucking dweebs. What kind of fucking nerd signs up for something like that? Who would, who would feel prideful announcing to people, Oh, I'm a YouTube hero, didn't you know? Like a fucking veteran <laughs> at a party trying to strike up a conversation with some fucking guy who's missing his, his, his arms and legs. But you're both heroes, right? I, I, I know what it's like to be a hero, just like you. It may be YouTube, but YouTube's a battlefield of its own. Get the fuck out of here. So hopefully that fucking shit goes away. But like, in a single fucking day, that YouTube Heroes gets a million hits. And nobody outside my fucking fan base even knows what Tossers is, or the thing I fuck- anything I created years ago. It's all fucking forgotten now, isn't it? But that was all fucking my fault, right? Cause I tried to make the show deeper and more intellectual and actually treat the fucking audience like- like they had some fucking intelligence. Gave them some credit for it, you know what I mean? Instead of striving to make the show as dumb as fucking possible, just so I can get as many views as possible. Yeah, it was all my fault, right? It had nothing to do with fucking Arby and the Chief in LA, which is a piece of dog shit. And killed all the fucking viewership. And then later on, I tried my best making the show substantial, but when I couldn't get all those views back, that was all my fucking fault, wasn't it? But hey, what does Machinima care? They still get all that fucking ad revenue off all my other old videos. Season 1 to 7. It's like it never fucking- I don't see any- I don't see a fucking dime for that. Machinima gets all that fucking ad revenue. Anyway, yeah, the last bonus episode, I talked about Arby and the Chief in LA in seasons 4 to 6. That's in the last bonus episode, so if you're not, uh... If you're not a Patreon backer yet, consider helping me out on there, patreon.com slash jcjgram. You can grab those bonus episodes and, uh... Check those out. Fucking YouTube heroes, man. What a joke. I did that tossers thing because it was fucking ridiculous. And now it's actually happening. What are we in the Wizard of Oz? What the fuck is happening in the world? That this is a thing now. That this is cool. Come be a YouTube fucking hero and get all these cool, awesome fucking abilities. Like the ability to mass flag everybody. Awesome. You fucking dildo. It just reminds me of that fucking... Spy on your neighbors shit, you know what I mean? Those apps that came out, like, report your neighbors if you see suspicious activity or whatever. Just people minding their own fucking business.
And then you gotta be that little fucking weasel with an app. Oh, he's doing this. I better call this number. Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, beep. The way they advertise those fucking abilities too. Those fucking super tools. Super tools to help you do your job better. To help make YouTube a safer place. And it's got all this friendly fucking music and those friendly sound effects. Those little clicks like... You know what I'm talking... Just watch the video, you'll see what I'm talking about. Fucking stupid. They advertise those fucking abilities like... Like perks. You know, like it's fucking Call of Duty. Like sign up to be a YouTube hero and you get martyrdom and fucking sleight of hand. Blunt ops. <laughs> so now we're gonna have a bunch of these dweeby fucking YouTubers who just go around and... You know, they're, they're, they're gonna be looking for any excuse to exercise their authority and just flag something that even mildly fucking upsets them. What is this user thinking? I'm gonna report this user. Beep boop beep boop. YouTube. YouTube, you gotta, you gotta do something about this guy. He's not playing by the rules. I mean, you should avoid, you know, violating YouTube's terms of service or whatever. I'm not condoning anarchy here, but you can't just go around giving anybody authority because not everybody deserves it. Most people don't fucking deserve it. There was some fucking experiment someone, I can't remember what it was called, it was, it was a, like decades ago, but it was some experiment, experiment where they rounded up a bunch of students and then I, I guess without really explaining to them what the, like what exactly the, the test was, like I guess the students just knew they were a part of a test of some kind without really knowing, or maybe they didn't even realize it was a test at all, you know, until maybe after the, the, experiment, the experiment was conducted and the results were collected. But it was just like group of students that were rounded up, and basically some students played the roles of prisoners, and some students played the roles of uh, police officers, like prison wardens. And what they found was that the, the students who were playing the role of the wardens started exercising, like, this brutal discipline over the other student, over the prisoner students. Like, extreme psychological torture and physical abuse. Too many fucking people in the world are prone to being a fucking asshole if you just give them a little bit of authority. You can't just give anybody authority. The people who deserve authority, the people who you should give authority to, are like the people who have seen the worst of authority, who have been subjected to it, and know how powerful it is, and know that it shouldn't be fucking misused, who, who understand the importance of it and how it can turn people fucking evil. People who've, who, you know, have been kicked around a little bit by life. And you know, you know, they know what everything's all about, you know what I mean? They have an, a general understanding of life, they understand bullshit, they have finely tuned bullshit detectors. But no, YouTube, for YouTube heroes, is just gonna recruit anybody who has a fucking laptop at a pulse. Congratulations! I mean, as if tensions aren't already high with, like, real-life cops. And this, like, Black Lives Matter stuff. Which people have asked me to comment on. And, you know, to be honest, I've avoided it because I just don't feel smart enough on the subject. You know what I mean? It's just not my field. But I do remember seeing this one thing on the internet. It was like a... It was the it was the police's attempt to get some, like, friendly credibility back. And it was this, like... It was this campaign where cops would go out 
with a, with some camera dude following them, and the cops would like they in this one example, this one video I saw, the the police pulled over this like black family in a car. They pulled their car over. Cop comes up to their window. Can you can you roll the window down, please? Window goes down. Woman's just like she's just trying to get home or wherever the fuck. You know what I mean? She just she doesn't want to get pulled over. It's a fucking. It can be a terrifying experience for anybody to get pulled over. Never mind like a, a black family. Like they they have more more of a reason to be you know apprehensive about getting pulled over than most people. You know. And I'm not trying to be fucking racist, okay? I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Blacks don't like cops, right? That's not a racist thing to say. I'm sure they would prefer not to get fucking pulled over, just like anybody else. But these cops pull over this family anyway, and the woman's like, what's the problem, officer? Did I do something wrong? And the cop's like, kind of like, being a little theatrical about it, like, not saying right away what his reasoning is for pulling the family over. And then he eventually reveals it. Like, he's so fucking dramatic about it. Like, the, the cops, like, he says, um, you know, you know the reason I pulled you over today? It's because you were driving without these cones of ice cream! And him and his buddy pull out these fucking ice cream cones and hand them to the black woman driving and whoever was in the passenger seat, I can't remember, backseat, maybe, I don't know how many ice cream cones they had, but it was just the fucking idea of them pulling over, like, like, black or not, how fucking pissed off would you be to, like, get get pulled over by, by the police? You see the fucking sirens going off, you know, flashing in your rearview mirror, and you're like, oh, fuck. Maybe, maybe like a new driver who's never been fucking pulled over in your life before. Oh shit, what did I, did I do something wrong? Oh god, I've never been pulled over, what am I doing? So you pull over to the side of the road, and a cop comes up to you, asks you to put your window down, starts, speaks in this like grave, low fucking voice, like, yo, you might have done something wrong, oh, here it comes, drum roll. What's gonna happen? Well, uh, I'll tell you, sir, why, why we pulled you over. We pulled you over because you were driving without these two free tickets to Denny's who's hungry. Come on, Grand Slam is on us. Go grab a bite to eat. Fuck off, man. This is how you go about, like, people thinking you guys are cool again? And I don't hate cops, alright? Cops have a hard fucking job. But it's a very uneasy situation. It's part of the reason why I've been staying away from it. Because, like, whatever input I have is just going to sound fucking retarded and I should just shut up. You know what I mean? But this is one thing where I thought, like, wow. This is, really? This is bullshit. You're going to pull over people for this? Like, that's a traumatizing thing to just get pulled over. Never mind the fact, like, especially if you didn't do anything wrong. So then if you get pulled over, you see the sirens, you're like, oh, fuck. What happened? Like, you'd be even more anxious. Like, at least if you did something wrong and you saw the cops trying to pull you over, you'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, okay, I guess I deserve this, I understand. But if you didn't do anything wrong, you're just like, oh, sh you're, you know, you, you're more prone to panicking. And I don't, I can't guarantee that I would have reacted, like, if I was in that situation, that I would have reacted as happily as that family did. I mean, maybe they were just faking smiles, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, I'll just slap a fucking smile on my face until you fuck off and I can go the fuck home. Thanks, officer. Stick your fucking ice cream up your ass. This isn't, this isn't the way to fucking go about it. Are you kidding me? Anyway, 
Alright, hey, here's another story. I was, uh, I was out of town for a little while, a few weeks ago. And, uh, I was with my mom, and, uh, we went out for, for lunch one day to a casino that's local to where she lives. And so we, w we go to this casino, we walk through the front doors, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm trailing a little bit behind, she's, my mom's walking ahead. And this girl is near the entrance and she's there like checking IDs. So me and my mom approach the girl and she sees my mom and then she sees me and then looks back at my mom and says, I'm going to have to check his ID. Like, first of all, I'm right here. Why don't you fucking address me? You know what I mean? I'm, I need, I want to see your ID. Don't fucking look at my mom and be like, uh, I need to check his ID. What am I not fucking here? Am I invisible? I mean, do you see me or not? Make up your fucking mind. If you don't see me, if I'm a fucking ghost, then you don't need to ID me, do you? But if you're acknowledging my presence and you must ID me, can't you at least give me the fucking courtesy of giving me some fucking eye contact and addressing me as a person? Sure, I'll give you my ID. No worries. Well, I, I wouldn't say no worries. I mean, I was kind of pissed off. Because the, the lady was saying, uh, any, anybody who looks under 30 needs to be ID'd, because my mom put up a fuss. She was like, you know, I didn't, I was just like, chill out. Because, like, I, I get really angry about this shit, but I don't let it out in public like that. I don't give anybody shit. I'm just like, but but my mom said something. He's, uh, she's like, uh, he's 20, he's 28 years old. And I'm just like, mom, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And the girl is like, Oh, it doesn't matter. If, if somebody looks under 30, then we've got to ID them. Still not addressing me, by the way. But here's the thing. They were they were checking. If, if you look under 30, they got to check your ID. But the, the law is that anybody who's under 19 can't go into the casino. So how about you go by that fucking... Like, pick one. Is it fucking 19 or is it fucking 30? Why is the law 19... But it's like 30 is the fucking threshold that you're using. Well, if he looks under 30, I gotta check his ID. How about if I look under fucking 19 since that's the fucking law? What the fuck? Don't just pull this fucking number out of your ass. Well, if he looks under 70, we gotta check his fucking ID. Go fuck yourself. Pick one and fucking stick with it. If it's 19, fine. But of course I look over 19. I mean, if I'm over 19, I'm not breaking a law coming in here. So what's the fucking problem? Why is this 30 number even a thing? So I returned the favor. I didn't make eye contact with her either. I pulled out my fucking cards. I slapped them on the table. I didn't even look at her. I was just like, you're not going to fucking acknowledge my presence? Fine. Here's my fucking cards. Have a good look. Make sure I'm over 30, even though it doesn't fucking matter, you idiot. Oh, phew. Thank God you're under 30. Okay, you can come in to our marvelous casino. Fuck your fucking casino. I didn't even want to come here. I'm just here for lunch, goddammit. I'm not even here to fucking gamble, which is fucking stupid. I mean, is there a fucking mental age limit to come in here? How about that? Maybe if you have a mental age of under 19, you can't fucking come in. But then, of course, they can't do that because then, then they wouldn't have any fucking customers. Because everybody who decides that gambling is a good idea is fucking retarded. So anyway, she checks my fucking ID and I grab my cards and I'm like, okay, let's just go grab some lunch. So we go walk across the casino floor and we go to the, like the diner, the, the restaurant place at the back. 
And then the same fucking thing starts happening again with this waitress that we get. She like barely even like acknowledges my presence or looks at me. What the fuck is this shit? I mean, I especially noticed it like as like we were f we finished up eating. My mom took care of the bill and she this waitress that we had just looked at her the entire time like I wasn't even fucking there. And then she just says, "Have a good day." Still doesn't look at me and turns and leaves. It's like I haven't done anything rude. I'm I'm here. I'm sitting here. Can you just fucking throw a glance my way and be like, "Have a good day, guys," and then turn and leave? Well, you you can only address her because she's the one paying the fucking bill. She's the only one giving you money right now. So that means that's the only person that you can fucking acknowledge. Go fuck yourself. What am I, a fucking ghost? Is this the fucking sixth sense? Oh shit, there's a ghost in here. I started fucking lifting up my teacup. Like, oh my god, look, this cup is fucking floating. Because I'm not fucking here, obviously. There's a fucking ghost in here. Fucking paranormal activity. Call the fucking Ghostbusters, whoever the fuck. Some fucking ghost team. Get a fucking priest in here. Oh, there's, uh, there's some malevolent spirits in this, in this fucking casino, I can feel them. What's that fucking machine that they use in Ghostbusters? With the little prongs that come out? Bring one of those in. The spirit seems to be right by next to this woman at this restaurant table. But we can't see anything there. It defies all evidence. Fuck you. I didn't even want to go to your stupid f I hate fucking casinos. Fucking stupid. Anyway, fuck that shit. Let's answer some fucking fan mail. Alright? It's time for fan mail. Here we go, God damn it! Here's one from Cian, Cian, C-I-A-N, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. How did Arby get back in? Just watch the fucking episode, alright? It's all there. Fuck, you see, pal? Go to the fucking machine. It was set up in earlier, an earlier episode, in fucking episode two or three, whatever. You see Pal go into the dance hall, and you see him operate the music terminal, and he's mashing a button, and it doesn't do anything. Or he thinks it doesn't do anything. And then in episode 6, he goes to the same terminal and he's mashing this key, the volume up key, and he, he's mashing it and it's not doing anything. He's like, what the fuck? What's the point of having a button there if it doesn't do anything? And then, abruptly, from the dance hall scene, it cuts to this fucking scene in the control deck where the camera's looking down and you see the fucking screen in the distance, one that was previously fucking introduced in that same fucking episode. You see that screen there and you see that along with Pal's button presses in the other fucking room, you see this screen, the fucking doors all locked window flashing from red to green. It was introduced as red, locked, earlier in the fucking episode, and then you see it on this screen flashing from red to green. And then it cuts abruptly back to the dance hall. So that right there is a clue to make you, you know, snap to snap to attention and be like, oh, what the fuck was that? And then we're back in the dance hall, and it's like, oh, okay, that's what that that's what Pal is doing. He's mashing this button. He doesn't fucking think it does anything, but it does, which is revealed in the next fucking scene. He, he goes into the fucking control deck and goes down the stairs, and he sees the fucking screen, and it says all doors unlocked. So yes. That's the answer to the fucking question. Pal let Arbiter in. It was all fucking set up. But no, I gotta fucking hit everybody over the head to make sure everybody gets it. Apparently subtlety, there's no fucking room for subtlety anymore in fucking online media. Holy shit, I'm losing my fucking voice. God damn it. 
Look, CNC, however, however you pronounce it, I'm not pissed off at you, alright? I'm just trying to keep this energy up, because I am fucking pissed off. Not at you, but just other shit in general. And, you know, I'm trying to keep up this energy for the podcast. Alright, here's one from Basil. Good day. I am Basil. I contacted you concerning the fun... 5.2 million. Oh, fuck you, 5.2 million dollars. Go suck a dick. What are you fucking, some Nigerian prince? Yeah, I'll be right over there, you cocksucker. <clears throat> hey, John, I have an idea for the show. You should talk about how you got the idea for creating Arby and the Chief, or at least the storyline when it reached season five. I don't know if you've done that already for non backers, but I hope you can reply. It's for non backers, I mean, it's. The bonus episodes are there if you want to fucking listen to them. That's where I talk about the show. But, I mean, there might be a few non-backer episodes where I talk about it, okay? Here's one from Goofy Terminator. Hey, John, I need your advice. I think I'm going through existential depression. I feel like I am completely useless and that in the grand scheme of things, I don't matter. Also, I feel weird as I am smart enough to realize how stupid I am. But to stupid to do anything other than too stupid to do anything other than unskilled labor should i try to get neat bucks neat bucks what the fuck is that or just kill myself what should i do with my sad excuse of a life well here's the first fucking clue all right stop with these self-defeating thoughts because you're fucking shooting yourself in the foot right there okay you got to start thinking better about yourself and I i've been here man i used to be this guy who constantly said fuck me i'm an asshole I'm never going to fucking amount to anything. Because I was like you. I felt like I was unskilled. You know, I, I felt like the idea of ever having a fucking 9 to 5 job did and still fucking mortifies me. I fucking hate the idea of that. Fucking, you know, rotting away in some fucking cubicle under fluorescent lights so I can check out at 5 o'clock sharp every day and go home to my fucking wife or whatever. Hey, honey, I'm home. That just doesn't seem like fucking me. I hated the idea of having a regular job, and I felt so fucking inadequate, because, you know, it feels like, you know, if you're an artist or a comedian or something, there's this kind of sense that you're just fucking around, you know what I mean? Like, you're not a real man if you don't have a fucking, if you don't work in a fucking trade, you know what I mean? And you, you're not, you're like, building shit, or if you're not in construction, or, you know, f working on film sets, which f I did, and it fucking sucks dick. And there's so many fucking... You're surrounded by so many fucking people with ego problems. God damn it. Fuck that shit. So I decided a while ago, like, I don't, I don't want to work in retail. I don't want to work in food. I don't want to have this, like, 9 to 5 job. I wish I could be a stand-up... I wish I could be a stand-up comedian, but I, I'm too much of a fucking coward. Because I have stage fright. So it's like, fuck, what else is there? Well, making shit on YouTube. Because I know how to make funny shit. I really like screenwriting. That's always really what I wanted to do with screenwriting. But, you know, it comes with the caveat of never feeling like a fucking man. You know, or like, you know, you, you play a useful fucking role in this world because I'm not fucking hammering two planks of wood together. Sorry. I just like writing shit and making goofy fucking videos and stuff. And I like story building. That's the stuff that fucking excites me. That's the stuff that makes me want to get out of bed every morning. So yeah, look, I, I've dealt with the depression, man. I still deal with the fucking depression. But, you know, it's, it's always a fucking problem. It never fucking goes away.
but you slap a smile on your face for long enough for everybody else's benefit, you know, because it gets to a point where it's just, you know, being the depressed guy, it just gets annoying for other people, you know? It's like, oh God, he never cheers up. So you slap a fucking smile on your face to counter that. Hey guys, I'm really happy. Look at my fucking convincing smile. Uh, you can see my fucking teeth. Uh. Oh wow, that guy looks really happy. And then they start thinking that you're not depressed anymore. Oh, he's fucking cured. What a miracle. And then one day, one fucking day, you decide to let the facade drop and you take that fake ass smucking, fake ass fucking smile off your face just for, you know, a gasp of air, you know what I mean? Figuratively speaking, it's like, oh, I can finally be my miserable fucking self. And then people see that frown on your face all of a sudden after seeing that fake smile for so long and they're like, what's the problem? What's, what's the matter with you? Are you depressed again? Yeah, I'm fucking depressed again. No fucking shit. God damn it. Why do I have to work so hard to fucking convince you? Do I have to put a fucking gun to my head? So yeah, as you might be able to tell from the slightly angry fucking tone in my voice right now, the fact that I'm fucking losing my entire voice altogether, yeah, life's kicked me around a little bit, mood-wise. And look, you just got it. To the guy who wrote this email, you just gotta stop that self-defeating thought shit and overcome. Figure out what you're good at. What excites you about life? Maybe it's not writing scripts or videos like me. Maybe it's something else. But whatever it is, you gotta fucking find it and do it and chase that. And keep doing it until you're fucking good at it. And don't let other people say that you're shit at, shit at it and you should do something else. If you fucking like doing something, don't let anybody t talk you out of it. You just keep fucking doing it, give them the finger, fuck you buddy, keep doing the thing until you're fucking good at it, and then all of a sudden people will start respecting you. Be like, oh shit, this guy does know what he's doing. So don't, don't feel like shit, alright? Not all hope is lost. I know it's fuck. I've been there, dude. I know it's fucking hard. I, I've there's been nights and days where I'm so depressed I literally cannot fucking move my body an inch. I, I there was one day where just for hours, for the entire fucking day, I was in my room in my chair, fucking like, like crunched up in the fucking fetal position with my face mashed against the cushion of my chair, just staring at the fucking floor miserable I, like I couldn't I it sounds like I'm fucking making this shit up and it's like why don't you why don't you just fucking move it's not that fucking hard yeah I, I get where you're coming from but it really there it was that fucking day I could not find it wasn't that I didn't have the energy it just I didn't have the willpower it's like what like I truly I felt like I was staring into a figurative abyss saying to myself what is the fucking point Oh my fuck, God, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm losing my voice here. But, look, I've been there, man. It fucking sucks. And just don't let yourself get to that point. Get out of that, get out from under that fucking thumb of depression and figure out what fucking excites you in life and tr be good at it. You know what I mean? And, and whatever the case, just don't fucking kill yourself. Stick around, you've only got one life, try to make something out of it, find out what you're good at, what makes you happy, what makes you fucking smile, and just do that thing. And know that a lot of people are in your fucking position, a lot of people like me are fucking miserable and just finding any fucking way, anything that'll give them a fucking endorphin rush to fucking... That's why people have fucking offensive senses of humor. Like people like me who are fucking miserable fucks. 
will look around and just look for humor in fucking anything, even the darkest places, and learn to laugh somehow, to learn to draw fucking comedy out of it. So yeah, that, that's some advice I would give you, is to learn to laugh at life. The absurdity of it, you know what I mean? And recognize the, that it's absurd, but also recognize that, the, we're, that we're all in this together, you know what I mean? As a species. Really, at the end of the day, we're all in the same fucking boat. So just don't let it get to you, alright? And don't fucking kill yourself. This one's from Bo Bernard. The less you do, the... Oh, don't fucking tell me. Hi, did you know that most people are too busy earning a living to make any money? If you begin to think about it, you'd realize that it's true. Personally, I used to work hard, 16 hours a day, 7 days a week, and the weird thing, I don't know why I'm fucking entertaining this, it's fucking obvious just from the subject line that it's a fucking spam mail. Why do I get this shit? God damn it. I only started generating real income when I started doing less. A lot less. Thanks to this highly unusual resource that I'm about to share with you. There it is, the fucking keywords. Unusual resource. Yeah. Before that, it was fucking this one weird old trick, you know what I mean, that you'd see on those fucking ads online. This this old f weird fucking thing that you would never in a million years think would be the solution to all your fucking problems, but guess what it is? Oh my god. Fuck you. Next email. Fucking cocksuckers. This one's from Cameron. Hey John, love the show. Sorry if this question gets lengthy. Oh Christ. Everyone knows you make content some consider quote-unquote offensive of uh, I guess I don't know I've noticed that there have been a lot of cases in which media is censored or removed by individuals that find it remotely offensive examples an X-Men apocalypse poster was taken down because apocalypse was choking mystique oh yeah I remember that another case would be the big thing on like swearing or covering controversial topics there are more examples I find this worrisome because it does not it because it does seem to be becoming frequent single people are able to censor art and media because they alone deem it insensitive single oh he just means individuals okay it's all so childish and each incident acts as a precedent for the next i think that if this trend continues it could lead to a serious it could lead to serious freedom of speech issues i would like to know your thoughts or not, whatever, you're not that important, cuck. Great, thanks, fucking asshole. Anyway, yeah, I agree, like, that fucking X-Men thing, I didn't think, I didn't consider that offensive. Like, I guess if you're a fucking feminist and you're looking up at that billboard, it, like, you immediately see a man is choking a woman, so that immediately raises a fucking flag. Oh, this shouldn't be up here, this is fucking offensive. Who fucking cares? They're both, Mystique is a fucking superhero. Like, does context not fucking matter anymore, God damn it? Guess what, it does, whether you fucking faggots like it or not. You fucking pussies getting upset over everything. Jesus Christ. And yeah, I just said faggot, but I don't have a problem with gay people. I don't use it, I don't use that definition with it. So, fucking deal with it, alright? Context, in action, again. Guess what, it does fucking matter, alright? Mystique is a fucking superhero. She became a superhero. This is the life she signed up for. She signed herself up for a life of crime, siding up with Magneto, whoever the fuck. And she's getting choked out by Apocalypse. B Apocalypse is this, like, badass villain dude. 
I mean, so, yeah, it's it's not about fucking violence against women, specifically, obviously. It's just that Mystique has sided with the good guys, you know, in the circumstances of these this particular movie. And Apocalypse is the big fucking bad guy who's going to destroy the world. So, yeah, the, the bad guy's holding the good guy by the neck. It's not... Uh, it's not an unfamiliar image, but it's just, oh, because it's a woman that's being strangled. Oh my God, let's all lose our shit. I mean, what do you want? Is it less offensive if it's, if it's a fucking, if it's, if it's fucking Cyclops getting choked out or Wolverine or whoever the fuck, another guy? I mean, it's still another human being being strangled, having the life strangled out of them. So really, how is it any less offensive if you really analyze it? You know what I mean? It's still a human being's life at the hands of another human being who is a bully, which is wrong. It's wrong either way. It doesn't make it all of a sudden cool if it's a fucking guy getting choked out, alright? It's unpleasant either way. But you can't show a girl getting choked out, is that it? Should we just have a big billboard with Mystique and fucking Jean Grey having a pillow fight? X-Men Apocalypse! The feathers fly this summer! Fuck off. Who cares? God damn it. Aren't there more, f more fucking important things to argue about than this bullshit? Jesus Christ. Alright, here's another email. This email is from Drew. Hey John, I'm not sure if you're still answering these questions, but I might as well try at least anyway. <clears throat> I'm a real fan of the podcast. <clears throat> it's nice to know I wasn't the only person on earth that didn't like the public school system. Yeah, fuck it. Bunch of fucking psychotic assholes. It's like that fucking YouTube Heroes thing again. These fucking people who are teachers that I had as teachers who should not have been given that fucking authority because they're fucked up in the head. And I guess they managed to fucking hide it enough through all the fucking interviews and psychological profiling, which there probably wasn't a lot of. But you know, they hit it just the right amount, you know what I mean? Until they were fucking in the classroom and then fucking they could just run amok. Fuck the school system. Anyway, I also like Arby and the Chief. I discovered it last winter break and proceeded to binge watch the entire series up to its current episode for like two weeks straight. I also respect you for realizing your vision without compromise. They just don't make shit like that in film that much at all. That dark, it, I mean. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. At least someone fucking appreciate it, appreciates it. Unlike fucking Machinima, who would be happy if I was fucking making beheading videos in my bedroom as long as it got a fucking million views each, right? Fuck you. So I actually do have a question. Why haven't you expressed your opinion on Halo 5 in Season 8 yet? Why didn't you put it with the only games on the ship? Why is my opinion of Halo 5 so fucking important? Who cares? Personally, I think it belongs there. You stated your opinion on all the other games, even 4, and how the characters like or dislike the games in the show. Also, I guess, what do you think of the current state of Halo in general? Also, I can't help but notice all the 2001 references in Season 8. I like that movie personally, but it was at least half because it is kind of funny how bad the effects are and certain things like that compared to what we have today. The other half is probably why you like it, but I could never figure out the end. Do you know what the end really means? Lol, but seriously. So I guess that's it for now. Keep up the good work and shit. Fuck, I'm supposed to answer what the fuck 2001 means in, 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 in response to an email? I, I don't think I have enough time to explain what the fuck 2001 means. And I don't even think it's my position anyway. What's, why is it my position to say, oh, this, this movie means this thing. 
2001 can mean a lot of things for a lot of different people. What it essentially symbolizes in a nutshell is like it, it follows the evolution of the human species literally from the dawn of man to the space age and then it follows one particular astronaut on his journey to discover the unattainable. That's really what the movie I think is about for me. Is, 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 a, is an individual achieving the impossible across the, the reaches of, and depths of space. You know what I mean? Distance is no obstacle. Somehow, through our technology, we managed to get this one guy, you know, across the universe and beyond, literally. And through the fucking Stargate. And it doesn't have to be a literal interpretation. I mean, the... David Bowman's discovery of the monolith and going through the Stargate and alien planets and all that, that can just be interpreted as a metaphor for some kind of enlightenment, you know, in regard to a multitude of things. It doesn't have to be specifically about, you know, a journey through space. It, it, it represents transcendence on an, on, and it can, that can be a metaphor for so many fucking things. But that's, that's one of the reasons I like that movie so much, is because there's no other movie like it that has the kind of scope that that movie does. It goes from the dawn of man to like a sci-fi movie, and then like to the reaches, to the far reaches of space, and then beyond that to like shit that is so fucked up and unfamiliar and uncanny. It's like, oh my god, what the fuck am I seeing? Like, a modern action movie wouldn't be able to do it like the, like that movie 2001 did, that treated that kind of, that sense of discovery with a certain subtlety and the way the images were cut and what was done to the images and the, the shock and unfamiliarity and subtlety of going from a space environment to a bedroom environment at the very end. I don't want to spoil it for people. Just go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's a great fucking movie. And if you think it's boring, fuck you. But anyway, about Halo 5, look, I'm, I've seen a bunch of videos on the web, people complaining about Halo 5, about, you know, this, the, the storytelling, the story was very bad. It was just very objectively bad. I'm like, oh, right, okay, what are you fucking basing that on? Are you fucking, are you a fucking established author or something? But I get it, fine, you had a problem with it. But it's, I don't know, there seems to be a lot of fucking hate for it. And, look, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of Halo 5's story. I fucking hate how Chief was sidelined most of the time. And for some reason, the guy who's stolen the spotlight is this, like, black guy with a shiny bald head. Like, ooh, who cares? And I'm not saying he's not worth caring about because he's black, alright, obviously. It, it's because he's just not an interesting character to me. I don't give a fuck what color skin or genitals a character has. I just want an interesting fucking character. And that just wasn't that. So the whole time I'm playing as Locke, I'm like, when can the when the fuck can I play as Chief again? What the fuck is this? So yeah, that pissed me off. But, I mean, I sound angry about it right now, but that didn't really piss me off as much as it seemed to piss off so many other people. Because essentially it's just a fucking Halo game, and the Halo gameplay was there, and it was pretty sharp. I mean, I thought the game played pretty well, and the multiplayer component was pretty cool. I didn't play much of it, but it seemed pretty cool from what I played. So, I, I don't know, I just don't really have a hair up my ass about it as much as other people seem to. But anyway, thanks for, e for your email. I'm, and like the other guy, I'm not pissed off at you, alright? I'm just fucking pissed off in general. Alright, here's another one. Uh, from Henry. Hey, dude. 
Great new podcast. Thanks, buddy. It's super inspiring that in doing everything yourself, you've had to develop a huge repertoire of production skills. In the classical music world, the great teachers, conductors, artists are generally generally pop... Gener- fucking, I can't even fucking talk. Artists are generally people who have experience doing all sorts of different things at a high level. 99% of the time, conductors start out as performers, but, they, but also they've all done the unsexy, dirty work too at some point or other. Super exciting to think about where your skills will lead you in the quali- in in the future. Would would love to see Polyfrost on air. You're obviously eminently Im- qualified to make that happen. Thanks, buddy. That means a lot. I really appreciate that. Also, ever since learning about the animation industry from your D-Laz interviews, I haven't been able to see cartoons in the same light, even something as other otherwise positive as Steven Universe. Really harrowing stuff. I know, right? I've been the same fucking way. Like, the, there's there's cartoons I watch that I, I love, but then I hear about, like, what the fucking animation staff went through to get it on the air, and it just kind of sours the whole fucking thing, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, God, I wanted to enjoy this movie, but there's so much, like, suffering behind it. So immediately fucking sours it. But yeah, man, that's it's fucking upsetting. And, and I, I want to get an animated... Uh, for a long time, my dream is to be, to get like an animated series going, to be a showrunner on like an animated series. And now it's like fucking. I feel like my heart's just dropped into the pit of my stomach because the you know the thought that oh god, if if I ever do end up running, I'm I'm not saying I fucking ever will. I mean maybe I f- won't fucking go anywhere. But if my dreams happen to come fucking true, and I happen to be show running, you know, a cartoon, it's like. Oh, like, now I'm gonna have an animation staff who gets fucking shit on. But it's like, but it's okay for me because I don't see that part of it. So it's cool for that to happen, right? Like these fucking studio executives who fucking underbid the shit out of everybody else and then just don't pay their animators what they're owed. And then they say, oh, sorry, we don't have the production budget to pay fucking, to make sure you can pay your fucking bills this month. Well, sorry, I don't know what to tell you fucking faggots. You should have asked for more fucking money and shouldn't have underbid us. Or at least maybe pocketed a little less so you didn't have... So maybe only go to France for fucking two weeks instead of three, you fucking cunts. Anyway, thanks for your email, Henry. I appreciate it. All right, I think we're going to fucking end the... It's a good place to end the fucking podcast. So, all right. Thanks for listening to the See Me After Class podcast. I hope you fucking enjoyed it. Go to my fucking website, imaginativelogo.com. You can check out my show there. You can support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash jcjgram. It really fucking helps. I'm not kidding. So go ahead and do that. You can grab the bonus episodes of the podcast that way too. You can check out my SoundCloud account. Not only do I do do podcast episodes, but I also I'm producing like uh, music and like kind of new retro wave synth stuff for for RB and the Chief, which I really I love doing that. It's a great fucking really fun hobby of mine that I'm really addicted to. I just love making music and you know I release tracks on there every now and again. And Our Being the Chief, the soundtrack has already got a huge fucking library, so check that out. And um, if you've got an email 
for the podcast, you can send that to afterclasspodcast at gmail.com and I'm, I'll answer your questions or if you've got topic ideas you want to pitch, I'll consider them. Follow me on Twitter at, uh, at jcjgram and you can go to my Facebook page at facebook.com slash jcjgram. Thanks for listening and go fuck yourself. I'll see you next time. <laughs>